Hi, I'm Susanna Kalchich, and you're listening to Life in Practice podcast. I'm curious about the big questions in life and how we can experience more meaning and fulfillment every day. Join me as my guests share their challenges, successes, and what it means to put our purpose, our values, and our lives in practice. Hello and welcome to Life in Practice podcast. This is your host, Susanna. Uh, Today my guest is Brian Skelton. Uh, Brian has had a stutter since he was a child and now he is a distinguished Toastmaster. He also mentors and supports others uh, who stutter as well. Welcome, Brian. So great to have you on here. Uh, Brian and I actually met through Toastmasters, uh, King Speakers to be more precise, uh, which is a specialist club um, for people who stutter or have social anxiety. So, Brian, how did you end up in in King Speakers? Uh, (coughs) uh, Thank you very much, Susanna, for inviting me. It's very nice. Uh, King Speakers, I first went along when I was invited when the club was starting in 2012 mm-hmm. I was invited along to because I I was already in Toastmasters so I had a bit of um, knowledge of Toastmasters and I was asked to help out at the club to start with mm-hmm. by doing a few speeches and just helping out generally but then I I joined I I, I like the club so much <laughs> that I joined yeah and you're still there just like me yeah yeah um but um, it wasn't it wasn't always like this though. Uh, there was a time when you were probably going to something like Toastmasters would have been a worse nightmare for you. Oh yeah. So uh, tell me a bit, Brian. What was it like growing up? And because um, you said, uh, how old were you when your stutter started? Can you take us back a bit to that time? Yeah, my. It started, I believe it started when I was about seven years old because my parents, my mother passed away when I was five and a half and my father had a heart attack when I, I was uh, about seven and I believe that's when my stammer started. It was the, obviously it affected my older brother and two older sisters as well but it affected me uh, because I was the youngest in the, or I, <laughs> I am the youngest in the family, so I think it affected me that way. Mm. Yeah, that that can happen uh, with some people. Some they mm. say from traumatic events. Yeah, yeah. Uh, can cause that, and that certainly is such a traumatic thing to happen to um, a young child. That's right. Yeah. And uh, did you start stuttering straight away, or did it kind of happen a bit afterwards? Like what was going on then? Um, I'm to be honest, I'm not really sure. I know my sister told me that um, I did start to stammer around about that that time, and uh, I think um, <coughs> yeah, it, see, it affected me in that way. And I did, and then when I was eight, I went into uh, Doctor Nonado's, which is a, a children's home, and uh, it was. Um, a sort of year later that I went in, but I found with my brother as well. I went with both of us. He's a 
a few years older than me, so we both went in at that time. And my two older sisters were deemed to be old enough to stay in the house, and my uncle looked after them. And because they, they were sort of 16 at the time, so they were going to school. Wow. So that, uh, what was that like uh, growing up? Because um, you had so many things to cope with at the mm. same time, like being in a children's home, obviously grieving the loss of your parents, and then having this stutter as well that you had to figure out how to cope with. Like it just seems like so much for a young child to be dealing with. How how on earth <laughs> did you did you manage? Um, yeah, it was a lot at the time, from what I can, <laughs> what I can <laughs> remember. There was, and something that I can clearly remember, and it's still sort of to this day, is that when I first went into the home, I <laughs> wet the bed, which was, when you think about it, it's not surprising after all the things that had gone on in such a short time. And some of the children would go around singing, bu, 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 Brian's wet the bed, <laughs> wet the bed. And that sort of, I think that was the start of being sort of uh, <coughs> uh, pick, picked on. And I really felt that, that even that age, I felt like I was, people was picking on me because mm. of my stammer. Wow, that's a really tough in environment mm. to be in but uh, you had your brother there did was he s was he supporting you through that or did you feel like you had to um handle that situation by yourself um y yeah he did support me up to up to up to a point i think but um because he was that much older he wasn't uh there that long because he was working so he was um i think he was there maybe for a couple of years, and then he uh, left. And you know, I think it was uh, at that point that I really found it uh, hard because uh, without him there, I'm being on my own. Obviously, I had contact with my two sisters. Uh, yeah, but it's not the same because they're, they're no. not there with you, are they? No, that's right, that's right. Because I can always remember as well, my older sister, she told me that, she used to make me sing if I <laughs> if I got stuck on saying something, and as you may uh, well as, uh, as you will know, if you sing, if you stammer, then you can sing and you don't stammer. So, yeah, it is a really I think stuttering is such a strange condition. It just doesn't really make any sense no. sometimes uh, how it works and. Uh, why why you why you stutter at certain points and why you don't and I think another one as well is when we're alone we don't stutter as oh well very often that's true yeah so Brian then how did you find the strength um to cope with that situation were, uh, did you find that your stutter made it difficult for you to make friends with other people because I imagine um all of the children there were, were in a very similar situation that you find yourself in. Did you find that through that experience you were able to bond with them a bit better because you, you had shared experiences or? Um, yeah, yeah, I, th I think I did actually. I, there was, I had a couple of close uh, friends there. I remember 
at the home. And we saw one um, boy, I can remember, David, he was um, a bit um, bigger, should we say bigger, yeah. <laughs> a big <laughs> size. Yeah. And he used to get a lot of um, people taking the mickey out of him because mm-hmm. of his size and people taking the mickey out of me because of my stammer. And I remember we used to walk to school and we'd take the mickey out of each other. So I think that sort of helped in a way. Yeah, I think I think having someone that you can also who 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 understands what you're going through, yeah. but also that you can have a laugh with as well, because sometimes, yeah, we all have our troubles, but sometimes a good sense of humor can really help you cope to get through those times. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, it does. It's 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 helped me a lot actually. I've got a a weird sense of humor. <laughs> yeah, I know you do. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> So then, what was school like? Um, yeah, when I was the eleven, I went to an all boys school, a secondary school, and um, yeah, I found that um, really hard when I first went there because I was still at the home at that time, and we used to all wear people in the home. We had these um, uh, shoe all had the same sort of shoes and socks and. So the other boys would go around saying, oh, well, he's from the home. Because there's a few of us there from Doxonados at that time that went to the same school. So they'd go around saying, oh, well, he's from the home. He's from the home and that sort of thing. So, and then I used to get into a lot of fights because the other boys knew how to wind me up about my stammer. And not that, not that I could fight at all, but <laughs> I used to get into these fights. And some of the teachers would say, "Not you again, Skelton." <laughs> yeah. It, it it become a bit of a joke, but it wasn't really that funny, to be honest. But it did. Um, I d- I do I do remember that. Mm. Yeah, that's must have been really tough because. Yeah, I'm just like trying to put myself in your shoes uh, and I'm just trying to imagine like how difficult it must have been for you and how on earth do you f- do you find some like confidence in yourself and build up your self-esteem when there seems to be so many things mm. going against you. Yeah, I think I, th- I think it, uh, that I did um uh, during that time, I think uh, I uh, my sh- that was my sort of strength. It come out that it say it helped me, but <laughs> it was um, think that sort of thing did um, just didn't make me come out of my uh, shell a little bit because it I had to uh, fight for myself or mm. put up with these things, and there was a lot of uh, <laughs> a lot of swearing going on in those days. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Because another thing, you'll know yourself that if you swear, you don't stammer or you shout. Yeah, yeah, that's really interesting. Yeah, when you feel really angry, the stammer oh, yeah. doesn't doesn't come out as much, does it? No. But obviously, that's not. It's not. It's not a way to be <laughs> going about the world, is it? Not really. No. Not <laughs> fighting, shouting, and swearing. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. People might might get the wrong <laughs> idea. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So and um. Did 
anybody at the home or at the school try and help you with your speech or with your situation? Like, did they suggest any speech therapy or did they try and help you in any way? Um, not really, to be honest, because I think it was at that time there wasn't so much known about um, stammering and there wasn't the help about that there is nowadays because I'm talking the sort of early 60s. So it's <laughs> quite a long time ago. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but still, I mean, um, a condition like stuttering has been around mm. since time began or oh since, right. yeah, since humans were speaking. So, yeah, it is a bit unfortunate that um, people still don't even know exactly yeah, yeah. what the cause of it is and um, how, to, how to improve it. Um, but I remember you telling me something um, one of the carers uh, at your at oh your home, no. where you, you, whenever you expressed um, how you felt about uh, your stammer. Yeah, it's when I was um, e eleven, it was, and she asked me what I wanted for my birthday, and I s remember saying to her, because we had we called them Auntie and Uncle, and I remember saying Auntie Pat was was her name, so and I remember saying to her, I want to speak like the other children and i can't remember exactly what she said but she said something a lines of oh yeah i'll see what i can do to help you so I, re I really don't know what happened but i remember saying as well i then she said is there anything else you want i said yeah i'd like to see the film um mary poppins no not mary poppins what was the other one um I can't remember the name of it now. Is it with the same actress? Uh, Is yeah. it The Sound of Music? Uh, the Sound of Music, that yeah. was it, yeah. I remember saying I want to go and see see that film. Yeah, yeah. I suppose it's much easier to grant you the wish of going to see yeah. the film rather than helping you with your stutter. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. Think, I, think, they, I think they did try to help me, you know, make mm -hmm. they, you know, sort of um, uh, slow down and things like that or say that again sort of thing but they were they were supportive and they were patient with you oh yeah 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 oh, yeah I, I, I do remember that apart from obviously the other children mm -hmm. you know sort of taking the mickey <laughs> yeah um, but, but that that but that sort of thing happens nowadays children are like that I yeah know, I, I probably took the mickey out of other people as well yeah yeah that's true um, but what about your teachers in school? Like, did it did it have an effect on your education and like taking part in classes? Yeah, it did. It did. It did happen. It did uh, quite a lot actually. I can remember when we had to read out in class that we <laughs> read a book, and uh, I was asked to read, and I can remember some of the other boys sitting behind me. They they would be reading what I was supposed to be reading. And I don't really know if that helped me, to be honest, because <laughs> I could hear their voices and I was just trying to get through um, what it was I was supposed to read. Yeah, I can completely relate to that one. That was, I remember even like, like queuing up outside the classroom oh. to go into English class. I always felt so sick and I just thought, oh my gosh, will I have to read out? Will I have to do this and just remember feeling really really no nervous and especially when you s um 
when you like read around in a circle oh, all yeah. you can you're just counting down okay it's going to be my turn when is it going to be my turn which bit am i going to have yeah. to read and oh my gosh yeah i don't i don't miss that at all and i just wasn't paying attention to anything that was going on because you're just so worried That's about right. will you be able to say all the words that you need to say and as you know as what you've said being being in school with children um who aren't as understanding and mm-hmm. who want to take the piss and all that <laughs> um yeah because i remember well, one of my things is one of the um kids used to say was like oh um you can't like you can't read because uh y- you're stupid because you're from a different country oh right yeah i remember you saying that before yeah yeah and it's um and i think it's um it's an important point to make because like i didn't actually fight back i didn't really say anything to that almost i would have rather accepted that than say well actually no i'm not i'm not stupid at all i just i just have a stutter but the the depth of shame there is in that that you feel that you want to hide it all the time so that's yeah when i look back on it now i think gosh you know i should have i should (laughs) have i should have told them off but um it just goes to show how powerful the shame of stuttering is that's right yeah and what about yourself then? Did did you try to hide it from other people? Um, I did actually. Yeah, I was. I what I was told later was tricks. Uh, you um, avoiding words and saying different words. I was. I found that I got very good at doing that. I could. And as I got older, I can remember. Uh, people looking at me, thinking, "Well, what? Well, what on earth is he talking about?" Because <laughs> I'd say maybe four or five words just to get one word out, and I can remember that quite clearly going a- around. And one of, as you'll know yourself, if you stammer, you're saying your own name is um, one of the hardest things for someone that stammers. And I can remember quite a few years ago. Oh, yeah, I think I know what you're going <laughs> Yeah, 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 that's a good one. Yeah, quite a yeah. few years ago, someone asked me my name and I said I was uh, George because I got, could get say that easier than saying Brian. So I said, my, well, my name's George. I remember there was a Fred there as well. Oh, and a Fred. Well, <laughs> Fred, yeah. <laughs> Which was easier to say at the time. So it was probably Fred, actually, yeah. And uh, he's, um, this was a few years later, I could hear someone shouting out, Fred. Fred, I think, who's he talking to? <laughs> then I realised he was calling me, so I, I, um, I, well, I went back to him and we ended up in the pub, had a few drinks, and I, and I explained to him about the stammer and that. And we had a bit of a laugh about it as well at the time. Yeah, I know, it's quite a funny situation t- um, t- to find yourself in. But yeah, I can, I can completely understand <laughs> when that fear and panic yeah yeah uh sets in but then it's also especially if you think oh i'm never going to see this person again maybe right. <laughs> and you weren't expecting <laughs> he's going to be shouting down the road after you <laughs> no, that's right that's, that's true yeah no yeah we, we, when i think about it now it was quite funny he was <laughs> shouting out fred and i think who's he talking to <laughs> oh because i'm well mention it um if you stammer, I think you need to have a, a sense of humour. That really helps. Yeah. As yeah, we it mentioned it earlier, I think. Yeah. It definitely does. But um, 
I guess when you're going through uh, the the pain, mm. it's very difficult to find humor in it. Oh yeah, yeah, of course. Especially when you feel really alone in your situation. And um, from what I remember you saying before, you didn't know anybody that had a stutter when you were growing up. No, no, that's true. I know when I was at um, school, I didn't know any anybody. I felt like I was the only one there. And the thing about um, not being able to say my name, I remember a few years later when I went on the Starfish course, three-day speech therapy course, when I was um, 50, 51 at the time, so it was. And um, I remember thinking that I was the only one that didn't know my name. But then I realised when I was on the course that it affects... Uh, most people that stammer, not everyone, but I think most people that stammer have difficulty saying their own name. Mm. So at that time, I thought it was just me. I didn't realise it was everybody else as well. Yeah, it is. It's, it's a lot of us. Uh, but what made you decide to go to Starfish at the age of 51? Um, it was at that time. I'd, um, I, To be honest, I got fed up with keep changing words and... Though I, I was able to cope, I felt I, I really was getting fed up and I just wanted to um, try and know what, what, what was going on sort of thing because I say keep swapping words and not saying what I want to say. Did uh, that make it difficult at work? Um, it did actually, yeah, yeah. And another thing, as you know, if you go out, I used to go out to maybe a restaurant with friends and I wouldn't be able to order what I wanted. I'd say, oh, yes, I'll have that. I'll have the same as you. Or if I was having in a pub with some friends, I wouldn't order the... I'd say to someone, oh, here, I'll give you the money. You you, um, you, you, you uh, make the order and I'm just going to go to the toilet, which I wasn't really, but <laughs> mm. I would just say that just so that they could order the drinks. Yeah, those. Um, yeah, if we avoid all those small things, we end up avoiding the bigger thing, uh, yeah. um, and then it's like your life goes past, and you've avoided so much, and you're not really being true to yourself. That's true. Because I'm also remember at that time at the Gareth Gates was on the uh, Pop Idol, mm -hmm. and uh, I can remember watching that uh, on a Saturday. Um, for quite a few weeks and I remember thinking to myself if he can do that in front of millions of people knowing that there's all these people watching him on the telly then about time I did something about my stammer so seeing him and he comes second I think in, the, in that um, in that contest yeah I think he contest. did yeah yeah I, I remember watching that um, as well when I was younger oh you must have been well young <laughs> <laughs> yeah I was quite young but yeah, it was still because um, for me at that time, uh, you know, it was impressive because I was really I still felt very, very ashamed and something mm. that I would hide. I was more like, oh, my God, that's that's so embarrassing. You know, like I felt really embarrassed. But um, yeah, it took a while to to work through that. Um, but yeah, it's a fantastic thing that he did. And he went on to go to the. Maguire program, oh, that's right, which yeah. is very similar to what you did at Starfish. Yeah, yeah, it's it's the same sort of thing. They teach you a 
breathing technique and that's sort of really helped as well. I use that technique to um, slow down, which is what I'm always being told to do. <laughs> yeah. So what did so um, what else did you learn at Starfish apart from um, breathing? And is it would you call them like block modification tools? Uh, yeah, block, uh, block, block release, block and release. And um, also, I think the thing that helped me mo m most was um, talking about my stammer, because I would never ever talk about it to family, friends, or anyone. And Why I is that? Um, I think what you mentioned earlier about being ashamed and I know when I was younger my sisters or you say oh talk about your stammer and I'd say no no leave me alone it's my stammer I don't want to talk about it and I remember saying uh, things like that mm. and I think that, that that has helped me as well and now talking about it really helps so if felt a bit strange at first thinking oh I'm talking about my stammer now mm. but it does yeah it has helped a lot so what 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 was that like then um when you were in starfish and you you were around other people um who understood what you were going through and you actually had that space that you were able to talk about what was going on for you and how you were feeling yeah I think that's that that's a uh, right um talking to other people because they'd be, been in the um, same same shoes or same boat as me. So they, they knew what I was talking about. So that, that really helped, talking to someone that, that has been there before and had done that. Mm. And I can remember on the first uh, morning of the course, of the three-day course, it was coming up for lunchtime and we was doing these um, alphabet, you, we had um, started off with A, so we were saying words like apple and then B went through the alphabet. And the lady opposite me that was helping me, she said, gosh, you've just done all that. And I said, yeah, I, said I, I, I don't really believe it that I've done all, you know, gone through the alphabet like that. And I can, because it was close uh, lunchtime, I remember I went up to my room and I just cried my eyes out. I really... I just lay on the bed crying for oh, maybe 20, 20, 30 minutes. Yeah. I clearly remember that. And was that, were you crying, or was it like kind of joy because that you were able to actually um, say all those words or is it just finally being able to share this part of yourself with other people who understand? Yeah, I think it was that more than anything, sharing it with other people, but other people sort of understood what, uh, what, what I'd been through mm. and I, I I could clearly see that these other people as well they was going through the same sort of thing as me and mm. emotional there was yeah. quite a few of us crying <laughs> yeah I it is it is very emotional especially when you haven't had um, anybody throughout your life who really who really understands what you're going through it means so much and I think yeah. It's so important for you to open up yeah. uh, about this as well, because I'm sure a lot of men in particular as are kind of taught that, oh, men don't cry or you shouldn't oh, yeah. show your emotions. But it's so important, I think, especially when it comes to your speech as well. Yeah, yeah, I think that's true, because I know, like you said, a lot of people say that all oh, men don't cry, but 
I mean, the lady on the course, she said, um, um, grown men, or what is it, a, a real man cries, like what she used to say, and I think that's true, you know, you, you show your emotion. Mm, absolutely, I mean, it's, it's, it's human, that's mm, what it yeah, is, yeah, like we're not, we're not, we're uh, not, robots you know yeah, right. <laughs> we have feelings and emotions yeah that's true and I, i'm very um emotional i cry at silly things <laughs> if there's a program on the telly and i'll, I'll start crying <laughs> and I, know. I, I i i personally don't think that's a bad thing i know other people would say oh you, you know grow up or <laughs> show you're a man or something but you know i i personally don't think that that's that's enough there's anything wrong with that yeah, absolutely not at all. And um, if anything, it's actually it's, it's healthy mm. to 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 show your emotions. Because when you keep all that stuff in, you know, it might come out in a way that you don't want to or don't expect to. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, that's that's not good at all. So it's. I was just going to say as well, the um, because there's so much stuff built up in inside your head that um. Uh, when you finally get it out, it's you know it's, it's a big release because you've got all that uh, crap in <laughs> in your head all that all these years, all this stuff, and then you can finally talk about things that you would never ever talk about before. Totally, and I think sometimes all that held um, emotion can actually make speaking more difficult because you feel yeah, the yeah. tension in your body and in your voice and <coughs> did you find that your speech improved after you were able to be more open about it um yeah i did actually yeah i did that that find it really helped a lot being able to uh talk about different things that i would never talk about before because there was a lot of stuff up here <laughs> that, that i'd never talked about to anyone so i being able to talk to someone really helped because there was a lot of uh, things I know we spoke before about different things. Mm. Yeah, and um, so did your speech actually improve? Did you feel that you stuttered less? Um, yeah, I think I did actually. Yeah, yeah, I did stutter less. I still, because nowadays people say to me, "Oh, Brian, you don't stammer. Why do you still go to that that starship?" Yeah, <laughs> starship. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah, it gets called all different yeah, sort of yeah. names, and, and I said because I because it, it's helping me for a start, and I like to help other people as well, like the empathy and that sort of thing. Mm, wow! And then, so what did your um, l what was your life like then um, after you'd done that program? So were you more confident at work? Were you kind of going out of your comfort zone more? What uh, did what did that lead to then? Yeah, I did. Yeah, I found that that did uh, help a lot. And um, I was um, I I well, I trained to be a, a chef when I first left school, and um, I got made redundant from that job. And I um, ended up being it, working in security i was in a private security like company we i worked for and um i remember what one particular incident probably what you're <laughs> you're trying to get out of me <laughs> no 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 i wanted to actually ask about because uh um at starfish you heard about toastmasters for the first time yeah that's right yeah yeah 
yeah, I, yeah, I, I. But yeah, please, you know, share whatever, um, yeah, whatever's on your mind. Yeah, when uh, <laughs> I was saying when I was at uh, work, I'll talk about Toastmasters, but this um, incident, because I know it uh, affects a lot of people, not just people at Stammer, but this sort of particular thing that I'm going to talk about has affects a lot of people. And um, I was uh, doing doing the job that I was doing. We ha I had to. Um, uh, I was um, at the reception desk, and I signed for a parcel that come in, and um, this parcel got lost, and I, I I got the blame for it. The my boss said, "Oh, you lost the parcel, Brian. You got." You have to find it because the company could lose the contract and it'd be your fault. And uh, I knew it wasn't me that lost it, but um, that really, this went on for maybe four or five weeks. It really affected me a lot with my speech and some of the other people I was working with were saying, oh, Brian, you're we're going to lose our jobs because of you. And they was really sort of taking the taking the mickey and my i just felt really really low <coughs> really low at that time and my oh, i could hardly put two words together but i wouldn't someone else said to me that i, I spoke to at the time he said well why uh, why don't you just go sit i said no no i said i don't want to uh, give other people the chance to to um to take you know to um put 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 me down anymore. I need to be at work, you know, just to show them. And uh, as I say, it just got too much for me. And one uh, day I was supposed to be starting nights because I used to do shift work. And instead of getting ready for work, I just went round the pub at lunchtime, and I had quite a few drinks. And this uh, thought come into my head because I was in the pub alone. I was just drinking alone. I really felt alone at that time. And I just started to drink. And I remember thinking to myself, well, you know, this, I've had enough of this. I can't take this anymore. I'm going to uh, commit suicide. And uh, I, remember I, I went back to the flat. And I got a, um, went up to the attic in the flat and I got a bit of rope out. And uh, I sort of um, made a noose out of it and I put a table and a chair. But before that, I went to the, um, I went to the front of the flat and wrote a note, left it on the table. And then I, I left the door slightly open because I didn't want, anyone to have to break the door down you know, to find me. So I, I left that slightly open. I then went back to the um, to where the rope was, got on the table and chair, and I put this like rope around my neck. <coughs> and I remember I was thinking at the time what I was about to do. I was going to like kick the chair away. But then I heard this meow. <laughs> Meow, it was the cat from next door, like Ginger. Used to call her Ginger. Well, because she was Ginger, but <laughs> she was sort of walking about. 
because I, I used to feed her uh, every now and again, so I knew what she was in for. And I remember thinking at the time, I, c <laughs> I can't let, I can't hang myself and let the cat go hungry. So, <laughs> so I uh, took the rope, um, took the rope off, you know, and I fed the cat, and I sort of cub, then I cuddled the cat and put her outside. And I can remember thinking at uh, that time that, that that bloody cat <laughs> saved my life. And I was really tired, so I went back to bed, or went to lay on the bed and had a sleep. And the phone rang, and it was my boss at work. He rang up and asked me where I was. Well, why was I not at work? And I told him that I was really sort of ill and sick and didn't feel too too good. And he seemed to um, accept that, that, that that's why I didn't go to work. But he then mentioned that that parcel had been found that afternoon. Someone had locked it in a cupboard. So after all that, I knew it wasn't my fault that that parcel got lost. And um, I went back to work after that. Things seemed to get a little bit better, but I still, uh, still had the memories, all that stuff that went on. But, you know, it was really did a, a affect me at that time wow that's just so powerful brian and yeah it just god forbid if that cat didn't come in or okay. like what 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 you would have done or when you were in that state of mind yeah that's right yeah because i i still don't know if i would have done it obviously but yeah but obviously in when you're in that state of mind you sort of uh, you don't know what 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 you're going to do at the time mm, absolutely and uh, and thank you for for sharing this i know it must have been it's a very difficult and emotional thing to uh to talk about and That's right, yeah. yeah because depression affects a lot of us um and it's so important to know that that we're not alone because that's something that 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 you've mentioned about the f you f you felt very alone. And yeah, that's I think that's one right. of the contributors to um, why you felt that that you needed to go to extremes. Yeah, yeah, I, I know. I've spoken to other people at Stammer, and they've told me the same thing that they've had thoughts about doing that. And I know I spoke to a lady quite a while ago, and she told me her story which was sort of similar to mine mm. so uh, i know it uh, does affect people a lot not just people that stammer but a lot of people yeah absolutely and i think talking about it is so important because mm. people will realize it's not just them and um but what really um strikes me through what you were saying was it actually in two points is like how um how you always think about other people. <laughs> yeah. um, and when you said about how you left the door slightly open so that people wouldn't have to have the inconvenience of having to break through the door. Uh, and yeah. then when you saw the cat, you thought, okay, you know, who's going to take care of the cat? So you're always thinking about other people. Yeah. And that's something yeah. that really comes um, very strongly 
um, from who you are as a person. And I think, would you say that's one of your your strengths and something that helps you to, to keep going and have confidence in yourself? Um, yeah, I think so, yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, I think that is a, a good point. It does help, I think, because I, I like to help other people, like at, um, since I joined Toastmasters and um, going to King's Speakers, I like to um, help other people because I can see uh, how much it helps them being at Toastmasters. Mm. And I, something that helped me uh, last year, I did um, a talk at work, something I'd been wanting to do for a long time, but I hadn't actually had the courage to do it. And someone at Toastmasters helped me to write the story. And uh, when I remember, <laughs> I remember I first told him about the the suicide thing, and he said, "Oh, that would be good to, you know, to talk about." And I wasn't sure at that time. I didn't really want to do that, but he sort of um, said, "Yeah, that 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 will help you as well if you do talk about it and other people." So I think when I actually did that speech at work, that sort of helped because I got a lot of good feedback from that from people at work. They I got quite a few emails that people sent me and uh, spoke to me about. And someone said that it would help him and his 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 girlfriend because she was having a sort of similar experience. Mm. Wow! And just, um, but the fact that you even gave a speech about it at work just goes to show how far um, you've come. Because <laughs> I'm sure that would have been a worst case like nightmare oh. uh scenario for you oh yeah of course yeah because having um told people that i'm not going to talk about my stammer then sort of years ago then all of a sudden i'm standing up in front of a an audience <laughs> how many people were there um at that sp- i think it was over a hundred wow there's quite a few people and they actually asked me to to do it again because a lot of people have heard about it and they wanted to see it, so I did it again. They had um, what they call a morning slot, uh, sort of nine o'clock morning sort of talk, and they didn't have anyone else to do anything, so they asked me if I would do the speech again, so I did it again. And yeah, and that, that I think doing it the second time sort of helped as well. But um, I think, because I've done it a few times at Toastmasters as well now, and the first time I, I got a standing ovation, I was really <laughs> surprised about that, to be honest, because I didn't, you know, because I've done it at King's as well, remember mm-hmm. that? Yeah, yeah, I remember uh, your speech was really, really powerful. And, um, yeah, let's let's talk a bit about uh, Toastmasters then. Um, were you at Toastmasters when this incident happened was no. that before toastmasters yeah it, we, we, it was before toastmasters mm. yeah and before starfish oh i see yeah so was that one of the the what was that one of the reasons why you decided to do something more about your speech or about your situation um yeah yeah that yeah that 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 was probably part of it as well apart from you know like i said before about swapping the words and um putting up with a lot of stuff. I think, yeah, I think that, that probably was um, one of the 
factors as well, yeah, to, to do something about it. Mm. And you've done very well in Toastmasters. No, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Haven't you? Yeah, thank you. Um, yeah, so as I mentioned in my introduction, you're a distinguished Toastmaster, which is the highest award that any Toastmaster can achieve. And it's actually it's quite rare from, from what I'm aware of. Not many people reach that level. No, no, I don't I don't I don't think they do actually, no. Yeah, I think it's main one of the main factors is is it takes time. It's a lot of hard work. I know some people can do it in a shorter time, but it took me nine years to to complete that. And for me to do something like that was well <laughs> was a a miracle <laughs> it taking all that time because I would never ever stick at things before I'd join uh, maybe a club or something and uh, that probably wasn't true but I think that people were taking the mickey at me or laughing at me because of my stammer and, and I would leave that sort of club or whatever it is I joined mm. so I'd never ever stick at anything so what made you decide to stick at this then um, I think it's because I knew it was helping me being at Toastmasters, it really does, and being able to pro project my voice, which is something that helps you when you stammer. So being in front of an and not having a microphone, <laughs> but being able yeah. to project your voice, I think that helps. That helps as well. So because I remember one of the clubs I I was a member of. I we used to meet above a pub, or we, uh, well they don't now, but they used to meet above a pub, and especially in the summer, if the windows was open, you could hear all the traffic going past. And I remember someone saying to me once that they could hear everything I said because I used to project my voice above the traffic, but they said other people they found it difficult to hear them because mm. they didn't sort of project their voice. So that's something I was, you know, really made me sort of, well, I don't know, smile, but made me <laughs> made me happy that I knew that I was doing something right. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Because I think as people who stutter, we so often quiet our own voices yeah. um, because sometimes it's that fear, oh, if I really go in loud and project and if I hit a big block, I'm just going to make a fool of myself. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, so it takes courage to do that. And um but yeah, uh, so what helped you uh, the most in Toastmasters? Like, what helped to build your your confidence and the the will and the inspiration to to keep to keep at it? Um, I think I think it was because um, well, I was obviously doing it for myself, but I was helping other people as well. Because one of the projects you need to do is to be a um, a area area director and um, that's the area that I was um, the area director of was wasn't uh, an area that I was in it was a different area because there's different areas in Toastmasters this was area 33 so now I think it's because I, I had to go and meet these um, people and talk to them and I made a point of actually going to them, not just phoning them up or... And I, yeah, I made a point of going to see these people and to um, see what I could do to help them. 
So I, I think that 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 helped knowing that I I had to push myself and to do that because otherwise, if it was in an area that I knew, I might not have um, been so much inclined to go out and to meet them. So I think that helped going to these different clubs. And I made a point of going, you know, as, as often as I could. Yeah, that's so important because um, as with anything, you need to keep practicing, you need to yeah. keep doing it. You can't just go to do one course or go to one meeting, do one speech and oh, bam, that's it. <laughs> Because one of the things that I really um, uh, that r really inspires me about Toastmasters isn't actually just about how when you see people going from where they started to where they are now, but actually when you see people who are people who are accomplished speakers, even maybe do public speaking as their as their profession, they still consistently yeah. attend Toastmasters because. Yeah, yeah. You, it's. I think um, I've heard someone uh, compare it to like if 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 you're going to the gym, like you need to keep going to get in shape. Yeah, but yeah. once you're in shape, you need to still keep going to maintain that shape. Yes, right. Because even though like you've you got your distinguished Toastmaster award, was it two years ago? Uh, yeah, yeah, it was a couple of years ago. Yeah, and you're still a you still attend Toastmasters regularly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've think it's um yeah i do i think it's important and i've joined um it's Scalibur, which is an an a advanced club because i think i needed to push myself so joining that club i know when i first joined um the Excalibur, i was really scared and really um had to get out of my comfort zone mm. but <laughs> not sure. <sh> <laughs> well, I just want to mention this. I don't. I'm. <laughs> I'm not showing off, but I was made when I was the area director. I was made the area director of the year. Oh, brilliant! And I can always remember. I was actually at this conference when they was making these awards, and um, the lady who was the um, area, no, not area, the div division director. She um, mentioned my name, and I nearly, <laughs> I nearly, <laughs> nearly fell out the chair <laughs> when she said, <laughs> "Yeah, when she mentioned my name, saying I was the um, area of governor of the year." And I can remember going up, and I was actually crying. Oh, really? And I was told by somebody later that a lot of other people in the audience was crying. <laughs> Obviously, oh. I didn't know that at the time. Yeah. But he told me that he said people was yeah really happy. Happy for me. That's so nice. Mm. And like, so what did it feel like when you look back to um, how you were as a young boy, as a teenager, as a young, uh, as a young adult struggling with your speech, and now it's like you're winning <laughs> awards, and it's like you've made a complete turnaround. Yeah. Oh, I don't. I. If I was told when I was at school that I'd be doing these things, I'd tell them to go away and not to be so silly. Yeah. <laughs> I'd probably swear, but... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd tell them to go away. And, yeah, I don't know. It's the... Having the confidence to actually do this, something I know is... Well, it's not just 
people that stammer, but even accomplished speakers are scared. The Toastmasters. I remember one Toastmaster told me that it took him about six weeks before he actually stood up or been to six meetings before he actually said anything. Wow. He said he was sitting in the background and he was, you know, that sort of scared of doing anything. Uh, but he, did he have a stutter or not? No, no, no. Yeah, well, there you go. Like when you hear, when you hear those kinds of stories of people who are, f- f- people who are f- fluent, that you think, gosh, because I used to think, well, what's your problem? Like you yeah. can speak. You're <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, well, right. what is there to be scared of? <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> But yeah. yeah, it's it's a real fear. I think it's like um, I can't remember where it ranks in terms of like in t- in terms of the people's biggest fears. But I think it's I think it's very high at the yeah, top. People are is. terrified of it. Yeah, I think it's one of man's biggest fear is um, public speaking. Yeah. And I think as well because people that stammer like you and myself, we um, we we want to do it and it pushes us that little bit more because we know why we want to do it and it's really helping us so we're pushing ourselves to to actually do it yeah absolutely and like that's 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 just uh, what i was thinking as well like if you did not have a stutter do you think you would have gone <laughs> this far with your speech no no i pr- probably not i've probably been oh you know why whatever. why would i want to do that yeah whatever <laughs> Why would I want to do that sort of thing? Yeah. So, yeah, and I think that has um, helped with that. And I know as well, you, well, you'll probably know this, when you do table topics, you're asked a, um, a question off the top of your head. And I know I've been to quite a few other clubs, and you can see people sitting in their chair hiding, not wanting to be asked. But... At um, King speakers, everybody wants to do a table topic. Yeah, I think and most I people. <laughs> yeah. I find that astonishing that people that stammer want to get up there and they want to push themselves. Because mm. I think with um, King speakers, it's only one of four clubs in the world that. Um, That's right. People that stammer or social anxiety. So to be in that sort of environment when you know everybody else is doing the is there for the same reason that you're there. I think that really helps. Definitely. I think especially being around people who are really uh, proactive yeah, yeah. Um, about their challenges. Because I know that I've heard that there are some support groups that just kind of complain that, oh, they hate stammering yeah. and they hate this and it's so hard, and which it is. But at the same time, um, we have to get on with it. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we have to find a way. Um, and yeah, uh, that's why I, I really love the 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 proactive mindset. Yeah, because I know when I first joined Toastmasters, I didn't Kings wasn't about at that time. So I started off with um, I hate using this a uh, normal <laughs> a normal club, normal people, <laughs> yeah. and, and uh, I found because I don't think I w- I wouldn't have gone unless it was my friend uh, Barry who introduced me to Toastmasters. I met him at um, King at um, Starfish, and he was helping to start a new club at that time at Chelmsford. And I don't think I wouldn't have gone on my own. I went because he, and he's helped me a lot actually, not just through Toastmasters but through other 
sort of things. And I'm still good friends with him today, so oh, good. it's really helped a lot. And yeah. I think y- you you need that. You need to have people to uh, to understand you and to help you. Absolutely, isn't there that saying, uh, no man is an island? That's right, that's right. It's like um, being a, uh, a helping, like being a mentor. I think you need someone to, to, to do that. Because I've got a mentor at... Um, Excalibur and he's helped me a lot as well right mm. to write these sort of speeches yeah yeah definitely it's so important mm. to be in that supportive uh, environment yeah that's right and so just thinking back um, what have been um, like some of the key uh, practices that you which have helped you to overcome some of your main challenges and also attain the uh, successes that you've had? Um, I think maybe what's helped me is that I know that I'm helping other people. I think that sort of helped me um, push myself that little bit more because I want to uh, help other people. Mm -hmm. I know when I was at King's uh, Young Lady that uh, come, well, you, you... you uh, you know her um tear mm-hmm. and um somehow we sort of hit it off and I started to help her so i remember when she uh, first time at the club during the break i remember her walking up and down going i can do this i can do this mm-hmm. and i think that's what sort of made me think oh yeah i could help this i uh, could help her and she did the area director job as well mm-hmm for one of the things she wanted to do. And I was um, an assistant director, so I helped her that way. Mm. Yeah, so is it like, because I know um, some people say that they learn more when they're teaching and supporting someone else. Yeah. Is that yeah. Would you say that's right for you? Um, yeah, I think so, yeah. Yeah, because I'm putting into practice what, what, what I sort of learnt myself. Absolutely. And I remember... Th- First time someone asked me about Toastmasters, and I sort of just—I just went into one and <laughs> uh, told them all about. It. And I thought to myself, "Oh gosh, was that me?" <laughs> actually, yeah. t- actually saying something that made sense to someone, mm-hmm. and people asking me for help. That's brilliant. Yeah, because it shows how far you've come as well. That people look up to you. And yeah. uh, and respect you for what you have achieved. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I think that that that's um, helped. And it's even. I know some people join Toastmasters for for work. They might have to give a speech or go in, want to do a different job. But I didn't do it for that reason to start with. But it has helped me at work. Um, mainly my confidence. It's helped me with that. It has helped at work as well now. I find that that does help. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, I think with the skills that we learn in Toastmasters, they don't really mean much unless we're able to apply them in real life. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, because you can do these different things at Toastmasters, but Mm. if you do bring them to outside uh, like work, like doing a a tabletop, that helps because your boss might ask you a question and you've got an answer off the top of your head. Absolutely. And I think even like with this podcast that I'm doing, had I not um, 
gone to Toastmasters uh, for all those years uh, to build my confidence there. This is like um, uh, this is like one of my worst <laughs> nightmares having this yeah. microphone in my face, having all these cameras on. You know, <laughs> yeah. if you told me like even five years ago that that's what you're going to do, I'm like, no, <laughs> who are you kidding? Like, no way. No, it's brilliant because I remember when you first became the president of King's. Yeah. <laughs> Something funny you said. Um, I remember you saying, um, uh, I'm a, a young lady, or we've had middle aged men yeah. doing the <laughs> being president. Now it's time for a young lady to take over. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah, that was, yeah, because I remember my first time at, at King Speakers. I was also invited by a friend. And I was just like, right, I'm going, but I'm not saying anything. I'm just going to sit at the back. <laughs> and yeah, it's it's amazing when you see that transformation within yourself. Yeah. And the only way I'm sure you would agree is that 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 I was able to go from just being too petrified to say anything to then being um, the the club president is just showing up consistently. Like, yeah, I don't think yeah. um I think it's only so I've been going for just over five years and this year was I think the first year that I missed two consecutive um, meetings and that was because I only because I had I was away like on a course or and then I was doing something else uh, just how it how it had worked out otherwise like you like I'm there every week yeah unless like unless um, I'm on holiday or um, or 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 if I'm not well, but yeah, yeah. Because I, I remember when I first joined Toastmasters, and if I missed a meeting, I'd felt like I'd sort of gone backwards. It's so I, true. You yeah. can feel it. And even yeah. if we have when we have that break over Christmas, there might be like um, two or three weeks. Sorry, yeah. three three or four weeks sometimes um, between <laughs> between meetings and then when i come back i do i do feel a bit like oh it does i do feel that fear again sometimes and it just goes to show like uh, you have to put in you have to put in the practice consistently yeah yeah that's, that's very true yeah you you i think you need even for people that don't stammer i know it's still it's the same for them as well mm. they um they, they've actually said that to me like the same sort of thing mm. fantastic and um, so you've talked about like what things um, have, have helped you to overcome your challenges and um, what has brought you success and which is, you said like you, um, it helped you a lot to be able to uh, support and help uh, other people. Mm. And um, just to, as we're getting to wrap up, um, I just want to ask you, um, how do you practice your most important values or maybe tell us like what what are what kind of things do you value uh the most and i think just from listening to you i think two things really um strike me and that's uh courage and empathy yeah yeah Would, is there anything else to add to that um no, i think you're right it is um the courage because i i like to uh, push myself now mm. if any chance I get to do something uh, different like 
like sitting here doing a podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think, yeah, I think I, I need to, to push myself, even though other people say that I don't stand, I say, well, why do you, you know, need to, to do this? I, I need, I think I need to keep pushing myself. Mm. And it, it is courage, because, but courage, I've, scared of heights so <laughs> i've i've done a couple of things for for that yeah that that has helped me with that what did you do uh i went to battersea park to is it go ape mm-hmm. did that and i went with a friend and there's three um levels on that go ape um where you you you, you get a safety harness mm-hmm. and you walk in different heights across different sort of things and there was three levels, like obviously the first and second level, which he did with me. And when it comes to the third level, he said, oh, I said, he said, I'm giving up, I'm not going to. So I said to him, no, I said, I can't give up. I've got to go on to that next level. And he turned around and he said to me, I thought you might say that. <laughs> well, he said, I knew you'd say that. Absolutely. Yeah, I need to, if I start something, I need to push myself to, even though... My knuckles were white because I was hanging yeah. to the, <laughs> the ropes. Yeah, yeah, I've done that go ape thing as well. Yeah, yeah, I th- it is scary, <laughs> especially yeah. in the last levels. But that's that's exactly the right spirit to have. You know, you just you faced your fear head on. Yeah, face and the fear and do it anyway. Yeah, feel the fear and do it anyway. Yeah, um, but also like, what are the kind of um, small ways that you uh, practice courage because I know you shared some examples with me before. Oh right, yeah, yeah. It's um, <laughs> if I um, I still have some feared words and letters, and one of them words I it's to do with do with food, and I go into this cafe every now and again. I went in there this morning actually today <laughs> before the podcast, <laughs> and um, the word is. To uh, tomatoes, so I try and I order if I'm going to order something, I make sure I have tomatoes with it as well. <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah, so I find that uh, yeah, and I've actually s- when the waitress who served me, it's normally the same one. I I mentioned this to her. I said um, uh, that I stammered on. Uh, I've got a stammer, and um, tomatoes is one of my feared words and she said oh i understand she said don't worry dear that's not a problem so she's sort of so being able to talk to someone or say to someone else about that as well as uh, uh mm. has helped yeah absolutely i think i, I really <laughs> i really like that example because it 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 just goes to show um how we need to practice this at every opportunity that we have yeah and there's another example that if i could use Mm -hmm. at work uh, because i'm working security i'm a security like um supervisor or line manager as well and we have to use a radio and there's one word uh, i don't think i'm breaking any rules (laughs) by Mm -hmm. saying yeah yeah (laughs) there's one word that uh, i use is (laughs) received I don't know why I get stuck on saying that. And someone else said to me, oh, use a different word. I said, no, 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 I need to use that word. 
because well you'll know yourself that if you avoid a word you're gonna be thinking oh why didn't i say that absolutely it's not even like if you avoid that word then you're, you're gonna avoid one more and yeah, then you yeah. you know once you start avoiding words you start avoiding just speaking or yeah. or um whole entire situations yeah that's very true yeah yeah but yeah that's a perfect example yeah yeah i try i try um even if i get stuck on the word i take a breath and then go for it again mm-hmm. i think you know because um but i learned that on the starfish course as well other i'd see other people doing it they get stuck on the word they stop take a breath and then go again mm-hmm. wow fantastic well we're coming to the end of our time brian um is there actually uh, there is a question i wanted to ask you so for people who don't have a stutter what would you want them to know about stuttering that maybe they don't that you think that they might not be aware of um i um i don't well to if you're opposite a person that stammers then give them the time to say what what they want to say mm-hmm. give them eye contact because the eye contact helps as well mm-hmm. <laughs> i remember <laughs> when i was on a young person's uh, starfish course for 11 to 16 year olds there's mm-hmm. this young boy there and i said to him oh give me eye co-. he said i don't like looking into men's eyes <laughs> 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 i said i, I don't know to be honest but <laughs> yeah <laughs> but i said that but that that will help you if you do that and yeah. I think that's part of the um mm-hmm. the the, lear- the learning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yeah. I think if um people give people the time to say what they want to say mm-hmm. and not rush people. Yeah. Because I know sometimes I still do it. I talk too fast because other people are speaking fast, so I feel like I have to do that. Mm. But then I keep reminding myself, no, no, slow down, because that's. That's yeah. how you speak, and that, mm-hmm. and that will help. Absolutely. And what words of uh, encouragement would you have to other people who stutter? Um, I would say try and well, um, try and pu- push yourself, push out your comfort zone. It's not the end of the world. <laughs> you stammer, so so what? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I was say, yeah, so what? Yeah, just. Do what you want to do. If you want to go to Toastmasters, you can, um, well, there's lots of people that go to Toastmasters, so you can always find out about Toastmasters. Mm -hmm. Or if you want to join um, a support group or uh, go to Starfish or Maguire. Mm -hmm. And there's there's other um, things as well that you can, you know, different... um, Mm -hmm. Uh, s- groups that that can help you. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah. So if if find out what because you can get on the um internet. There's lots of mm-hmm. different things that you can put in. Mm-hmm. If you just put in stammering, you'll get lots of different things will come up to help you. Mm-hmm. Can I? It's just one. When I mm-hmm. finished the three day uh, mm-hmm. speech therapy course, I did just actually just come back to me. I made up this uh, poem, can I? Oh yeah, please do, yeah. I made up this poem because you're taught a breathing technique. Mm -hmm. 
to take a breath before you speak. And I made this when I got home on the Friday. I started to write things down, different things that I wanted to do and things that would sort of help me. And I made this poem up. It's um, when I use control, I can say what I want to when I want to. With control comes confidence. With confidence, I can do what I want to when I want to. No more anger. No more tears. No more frustration. Be positive. Be a proud recovering stammerer. Wow, that's beautiful. Oh, Lovely. A really, really nice way to end uh, the conversation as well. Thank you so much, Brian, for sharing all of that. Um, I really, really appreciated uh, your story, your experiences, all the things that you've learned. It's been really, really such a pleasure. Thank you so much. Uh, thank you for, for inviting me and letting me say them things. As we said earlier, few years ago we we would never have done this so <laughs> it really is a great pleasure and good luck with whatever you do in the future oh thank you very much thank you very much for thank you very much for listening um if you enjoyed this episode uh please subscribe so you can keep up to date um with new episodes and if you like this and you'd like to you think someone else would benefit from this uh, please share with your friends until next time uh, thank you very much mm -hmm.